Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. So good morning church. I know just a few of us are here, you know every somebody asked me this, you know, how do you go up every week after week, you know, and stare at empty chairs and I say, you know, one thing that I keep reminding myself, you know what? I just imagine that the chairs are filled up with people, so I imagine somebody's staring at me from all over this thing. I remember this thing happened, you know, if you remember the online church sign when we had just broken into covid and we had to immediately go on this thing it was very difficult especially for us as nlf manipal because every screen was turned off you remember that every screen is somehow even now it's turned off you know and then i'm trying to figure out okay who am i going to look at you know what am i going to do for some response and some this thing you would not believe for a couple of weeks i haven't told any of you this couple of weeks okay i had the zoom screen on one side I had downloaded a Google image of people you know like full of happy faces and you know responding faces like that I pasted it up on my as my wallpaper and every time I would preach I would stare at that even if you wouldn't give me some response so can I get some response this morning I know we're just a few of us here can we all say hallelujah Okay yeah that thank you okay we're just a few of us but let's understand something here's what God says you know where two or three are gathered in his name what does Jesus say my presence is there in their midst and how many of you believe that jesus is here today okay so um i want to you know always always you know let me put it this way okay every time we come to church you should be excited every time you come to church you should be excited why because we're coming to worship our living god amen hello few people but let me get some response okay we've been in this whole series called the comparison game all right and today we come to the last part of it week 4 okay and um, i do understand a lot of you have come back and told me it's been a blessing for you but like i say every message okay it's been more a blessing for me rather than anyone else okay so praise god you know that god's been speaking to you as much as he's been speaking to me today is week 4 the final part and i've titled today's message as on purpose can we say that together on purpose okay i want you to look at somebody and tell them be on purpose okay be on purpose uh let me just give a quick recap okay before we get into today's message okay last 3 weeks you know we've been looking at this whole subject of you know playing the game what i call the comparison game all right week 1 if you remember i t- entitled this as the land of earth which means you know all of us you know at some point we want to be better we want to be prettier looking we want to be faster richer you know much better in our studies i mean we have a list you know what we want to always get better at all right week 2 if you remember all right we spoke about you know the whole idea about you know the problems or you know uh, the danger of actually playing this game of comparison okay last week we looked at very specifically okay about ability to come out Okay I started off last week by saying you know how do you come out of this comparison game and if you remember we looked at the parable of the talents okay we compared you know all three we shouldn't be playing the comparison game, but we compared all three last week okay and we figured out all right the most important thing all right is to be able to stop you know somehow being playing this game of comparison all right um 
one regular sentence which i have been telling all of us you know week after week over the last 3 weeks especially in the series which i don't want us to forget there is no win in comparison all right if you are running a race if you ever played you know a track and field race you know you're on one lane and there are other runners on the other lanes it's important for us not to look to the left not to look to the right and look you know how well or how bad the others are doing because can i tell you this the minute you start looking to the left and looking to the right you will not end up finishing the race can i put it this way the race that god has called you to win all right and can i i'll show you that scripture today from where i keep taking it off okay last three weeks i've been telling you that all right but i want us to always always remember this god has called me for something unique god has called me for something specific there is a race that god has charted out for me which only god has called only me to run and nobody else and i'm not called to run somebody else's race i'm not called to look at somebody else you know and see how well they're doing or you know how bad they're doing all right but i have been uniquely called by the god to run a race which only i have been called to run there's a purpose you know which god has set us on all right today what i want to do is i want to conclude the series by giving one very specific thing which i would say has helped me all right to come out of this whole comparison game all right and um, but before that you know i want to give a quote which uh, paul writes you know when paul is writing to the church at rome here's something what paul says and i want to start off by you know giving us this all right um he's writing to the roman church romans chapter 8 verse 37 to 39 Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who called, loved us for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord you know what paul is saying we are more than conquerors You know in other words you know if we have been bound by this game of comparison if we you know always man no matter how much you try to you know focus on your race and no matter how much you try to break free from the game of comparison you feel at some point that man will i ever stop comparing myself to somebody else and you know what paul says and paul gives us this hope that listen you're more than a conqueror you can conquer in other words you know you can stop playing this game of comparison why because nothing can separate you from the love of god through Christ Jesus that he's given to us. All right? We can overcome this playing this game. We can stop playing this game. All right? And and we need to start believing that God has given us the ability to be a conqueror even in this area. All right? I I remember the day, you know, um when I started my clinic, it was like around 15 years ago and and bank opposite my clinic, all right? There was this clinic that has been there for like I don't know, a good long number of years. All right? It was a very well established clinic it was bank opposite my clinic so every day i remember of course when i started you know like i said you know i've never had any patients i would just you know go outside stand outside my waiting area and i could see across my clinic into his clinic and this doctor would come in you know like around uh, 3 3:30 in the afternoon all right and and he would come in and he would have this line of patients who were you know waiting on the outside and every day i kid you not when i say every day i would look at that cl- clinic and i would see you know afternoon and how many patients that he would be having and i would be wondering man at least one of those patients if they would come to my clinic man it would make such a difference for me 
and day after day i would just keep looking and looking at that clinic and and here's here's a statement that you know i want to make this morning all right when comparison begins contentment ends all right can i say that again when comparison begins contentment ends what do i mean by that when you start playing the game of comparison when you start looking at somebody else you know how well off they are or how better they are or you know man they have all these things that's going on in their lives and they seem to be so happy and they seem to be so good you know what happens for us we stop being content with what god has given to us we stop looking at what god has given to us and as a result we stop being happy or content with what god has given to us why because we're looking at what they have and what we don't have all right and you know what's what's interesting social media today has only helped us to play this game even better can i say that again social media has only helped us to play this game even better it's i would say you know it's taken this game to a whole different level why because every time you know somebody puts up a post online we look at that post and we look at man they seem to be having a good time they seem to be enjoying they seem to be you know doing this and doing that and man they seem to be having a great time why am i not having a great time we tend to compare ourselves based on you know that social media post that's been gone on and we wonder you know man what what what's happening okay and i mean i don't know if you ever been here okay if 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 this is uh, you know maybe your group of friends you know they go out and they post pictures of the fact that they've gone out and you're sitting at home or you're sitting in the hostel and you're wondering they went out they didn't call me why didn't they call me and and we begin to you know we begin to get into this mode of thinking man maybe they you know they don't want my friendship and maybe maybe they don't want me to be in that group and maybe you know and we run through all of these things and we tend to put ourselves down we tend to compare ourselves with them okay like i said again you lose all sense of contentment about what god has given to you and what god has entrusted you we looked at this word last week god has entrusted you something we stop you know looking at all of those things we stop being content with what god has given to us all right what i want to do today is i want to look at you know very specifically two disciples of jesus all right and they were always playing this game all right and i'm going to show you today there are things in the bible that you can actually laugh at okay the bible is funny If you don't believe me I'll prove it to you in just a moment. All right? But here's what I want us to understand okay before we get into what we're going to read. The disciples were always playing this game. Okay? In fact, uh, there was this whole argument you know that used to constantly rise, you know, if you go through the four gospels, you'll see that you know the disciples constantly used to have this argument who's the greatest disciple amongst them. and they used to compare and they used to you know list out stuff and they used to you know constantly get and out of those two all those 12 disciples two of the disciples used to constantly get at each other you know what the names were peter and john peter and john always constantly you know ended up comparing each other they constantly man looked at each other and you know this and in fact you know john took it to a whole different level you know what john did when john was writing the gospel he decided to refer it to himself as in third person So every time you know you read through the gospel of John you will read you know one specific word you know how John used to refer to himself he would refer to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved and you know when you're reading that you'll be thinking like Jesus didn't love anybody else is it 
I mean, why is it always mentioned? I mean, there are 12 disciples. I mean, why is it that, you know, or he was a special one, is it? Or he was a favorite one, is it? I mean, or was he, you know, Jesus' pet? I mean, we call teachers' pet. I mean, was he Jesus' pet? I mean, was it something like that? But he would constantly, you know, refer to himself as, you know, the disciple whom Jesus loved. Okay, the context, you know, where we're going to read right now, context is happening immediately after Jesus' resurrection. He was buried for three days. Okay, they go into the tomb and they don't find the body inside of the tomb. All right. And that's where we're going to pick up, you know, Mary Magdalene, you know, she was there. She goes to the tomb. She doesn't find Jesus' body there. She runs back immediately to the disciples. And that's where we're going to pick up reading today. All right. John's Gospel, chapter 20, verse 2 to 4. Then she, Mary Magdalene, ran and came to Simon Peter. Now, I want you to remember this. Who's writing this gospel? John. Okay. And remember, John is struggling in the area of comparison. I want you to keep that in mind as we're reading through what we're reading now. Okay. So my Mary, you know, she ran. She came to Simon Peter. And what's this now? And to the other disciple, whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of our tomb, and we do not know where they have laid them. Verse 3. Peter therefore went out, and the other disciple, and were going to the tomb. Now watch verse 4. So they both ran together. Okay? So imagine a running race. Alright? They both ran together. Look at John is writing this. And the other disciple outran Peter. You know, it's like a feather in the cap. It's like a crown. You know, man, the, you know, both of them, they started running, you know, it's like a running race. They were running towards the tomb. And guess who won? Me. But of course, I'm not going to put that out there. Okay, people are reading this now. I don't want to be, you know, like something like that. But the other disciple whom Jesus loved, he outran Peter and he came to the tomb first. All right, you feel, read a little further down. John's Gospel, chapter 20, verse 6. Then Simon Peter came following him. Right behind, you know, he's, he's right there. But guess who won? I did. All right. He's coming right behind me and he's, you know, coming and he came into the tomb. If you read further verses, two, two verses down, John's gospel, chapter 20, verse 8. Then the other disciple, who? Who came to the tomb first. You should never forget that. Every time you read the gospel, all right. Who came to the tomb first? I did. John. John came to the tomb first and went in also and he saw and he believed. I mean, you should think, you know, I mean, John is writing the gospel to the set of believers that is supposed to be reading. Now, what's more important? The fact that Christ was risen from the dead or the fact that, man, he beat Peter in a running race? What's more important? Okay, and, and, and I'm telling you, listen, it's, it's amazing, you know, when you read through the Bible, I'm telling you, there are so many instances where you can just look at it and you can just laugh and you can think and you can understand what John is struggling with. John is thinking, you know what? I'm better than him. I'm better than him. Okay, like I said, you know, in week two, if you remember, I said, listen, if you end up playing the game of comparison, you will either find yourself, you know, in a place where you think you're superior or you think you're inferior. You keep having this complex that either you're better or you're worse than. I'm better off or I'm worse than. And when I'm telling you, listen, this is exactly what John was doing here. I mean, you know, I mean, you should, you should figure out he's a disciple. You know, he's someone who's lived and seen Jesus, you know, for three, three and a half years. He's seen the entire ministry and he's writing this gospel, you know, to believers so that they might be encouraged in their faith and they might, you know, start believing in the name of Jesus. I mean, those were probably the reasons why he's writing. But in this minute details, he wants to make sure, hey, listen, guys, you need to understand. All right. Who was better, Peter or John? John was always better than Peter. 
he wants to make sure that his readers understood and believed that okay you can read a little bit more you know about the comparison between these two in the next chapter john's gospel chapter 21 okay but what i want to you know highlight in today's verse is i believe what's the key you know to break out from playing this game of comparison all right um you know john's gospel 21 okay peter and the disciples they're very discouraged they go back fishing all right they're out there on the boat they're doing what they do best they're fishing out there and this they see this man you know that was coming on the shore and that was jesus and they didn't recognize the minute they recognized it was jesus peter dow you know came out and jumped out of the boat he swam to the shore you know to just to make sure that he could meet up with jesus all right so and 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 that whole meeting you know where peter had with jesus was a very very powerful encounter that peter had with jesus okay if you never read that i want you to go back and read it we're not going to do that today but in that span of conversation all right um jesus kept asking peter peter do you love me peter do you love me peter do you love me and peter kept saying yes lord you know i love you yes lord you know i love you and he he gives him you know as mandate he gives him you know a set of direction or a purpose or a calling you know directly on to peter's life on that show and then you know by then all the disciples you know with the boat you know they reach the shore you know they are all happy to see jesus it's like a mini reunion that's going on all right and and here's you know what i want us to read which i believe is the key to breaking free from this game john's gospel chapter 21 was 20 to 22 then peter turning around so i want you to imagine this okay peter standing here he's talking to jesus he looks behind okay why because john's right behind him all right and i'm telling you these guys have it going on all right so jesus looked behind i mean peter looked behind okay and and <laughs> Here we go again. Saw the disciple whom Jesus loved. Okay, following who had also leaned on his breast at the supper. Okay, I mean I mean man John's important. You got to remember that, okay? Not only was, you know, he the disciple that Jesus loved, he had also leaned on his breast, you know, at the last supper and he said, "Lord, who is the one who had betrayed?" I mean, it was John who asked that question, okay? Verse 21. Peter seeing him said to Jesus, "But Lord, what about this guy i mean i i get it you know you want me to do this you want me to do that okay i get all that but hey what about him huh what was going to become of him and and look at what jesus says jesus said to him if i will rem- i will that he remain till i come what is that to you you know what happens to him if i want him to remain i don't want him to die you know like you know till i come back the second coming what's that to you and here's the key to breaking free from the game of comparison you follow me so you follow me jesus is looking at peter and peter and john you know they constantly playing this game of comparison and peter is asking jesus hey jesus what about this guy i understand my calling i understand you know what you've called me to do i get all that but what about him how is he going and what's going to happen to him and all of those things and jesus said, listen you don't have to look at what's going to happen to him you don't have to be worried about you know what's going to happen to him for you your role or your calling what i'm asking you to do is to follow me In other words, you know, I believe this is what Jesus was saying, listen, if you want to stop playing the game of comparison, you know what's key? Our key is to learn to follow Jesus. In other words, can I say this, you know, I've been saying this over the last 3 weeks. I want to say this again. Listen. 
if you're going to constantly keep looking back or keep looking to the left and keep looking to the right you will never be able to fulfill or finish the calling that god has started out for you if peter was going to constantly look to you know what is going to happen in john's life and he keeps looking back okay man what is john doing i know this is what i'm supposed to be what what is john doing if he kept doing that he would never be full heartedly be able to follow jesus on what jesus had called him to do and i can i tell you church that's true even of us if we are going to constantly compare we're going to look at you know what's happening in their life what's happening in their you know friendships what's happening in their church and what's happening in their ministry i mean if you keep constantly comparing you know what's happening in each other's lives you will never be full heartedly be able to devote yourself and neither will you be able to finish the race that god has started out for you and that is why you know jesus says listen what does it matter what's happening in their life i've given you a unique call i've given you a unique mandate you know you focus on what i have called you to do you fix your eyes on what i've called you to do you know as followers of jesus christ the only thing that should matter to us is to follow him the only thing if there's anything that matters in our life the only thing that should matter is are we following jesus or not It's a waste of time when you keep comparing yourself to others. It's an absolute waste of time. I want to give you, you know, a question which I believe, you know, you should be constantly asking yourself. All right? If you if you find yourself, you know, comparing with yourself with others and if you keep looking at, you know, to the left and to the right and if you keep finding yourself doing that, you I want you to keep constantly asking you this question. It's a simple question, but I believe, you know, if you can answer this question wholeheartedly and truthfully and honestly to yourself, nobody else, it can set you free from playing the game of comparison. Here's a question. Who or what is going to define my worth? Who or what is going to define my worth okay can i can i ask you this question church does what your friends talk about you is that what defines your worth is that what defines your worth is you know what what your you know your parents say about you is that what defines your worth is that what is that what it is is what your teacher saying about you is that what is defining your worth You know the ones who are closest to you you know what they talk about you is that is what is defining your worth who or what defines your worth and you got to be able to honestly answer that question to yourself listen every time i'm doing something am i looking to the left and am i looking to the right to see that man people are at least looking at me and there's some value or the, you know man at least they appreciate me or at least they affirm me by you know patting me on the back and saying listen good job you've done a very excellent job is my worth defined you know by what people are actually talking about me my my values my results my you know my 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 friends the number of friends that i have okay get this okay social media all right the number of likes that i get okay the number of followers that i have on my instagram handle or you know man man does that define who i am is that what defines my worth my career you know man the number of degrees that i have my job man my mom the, the salary that i will be making and all of those things is that what defines your worth and many times you know what happens we tend to define ourselves by what others say about us isn't that true 
man they say i'm not doing a good job man my degree is like this and their degree is like that my career is like this my career my set of friends are not great their set of friends are better man i don't have such a great group of friends he has a she has a better group of friends and this is longing and this tendency and can i tell you this question if the answer to this question is anything but jesus if jesus is not the one who's defining your worth anything else whether it doesn't matter if it's your parents it doesn't matter if it's your lecturers it doesn't matter if it's your friends it doesn't matter you know what's happening on your social media profile if your answer to this question who defines my worth if the answer is not the person of jesus christ can i tell you you're simply wasting your life because can i tell you this i promise you this if you're looking for fulfillment you're looking for you know a sense of acceptance and a sense of affirmation from everybody around you i promise you you will find yourself in a place where you still feel empty and you still feel that you're not fulfilled there will always be a vacuum that is left at the end of the day and you think that man i think i've not done enough i think i've not prayed enough i think you know man this is that i think and and, and there's always a sense of inadequacy that will keep coming it's inside of your heart why because your sense of self worth is not defined by jesus defined by what others are saying outside about you and that is why i'm telling you church this is such a powerful question that you can keep asking yourself listen who defines me who defines my value who defines my worth if jesus is not the answer to that which is why i'm telling you listen you got to go back and you got to evaluate everything that you're doing under the light of this quest everything that you're doing the time that you're spending with your friends the time that you're spending in your career your studies you know the time that you spend you know with your lecturers or with your family and all of those questions listen are you waiting for a sense of appreciation from them are you waiting for a sense of patting on the back from them if that is what you're waiting for i'm telling you sometimes you'll never get it some of us you know we wait for our parents you know to just come and say you know man good job and you keep you know striving for more and you keep attempting more and you keep doing this too and you keep doing that and man you just don't get it and i'm telling you sometimes if you don't learn to give that up you live all your life striving and striving and striving and striving and you'll never be fulfilled no matter what you who defines who or what is going to define my worth You know the Hebrews writer he puts it this way Hebrews chapter 12 was 1 to 2 Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us I've been talking to you from this right from week 1 Can we say that together the race that is marked out for whom Can we singularize that the race that is marked out for God has marked a race out for each of us individually. This is where I've been picking it up for over the last 4 weeks and I'm showing it to you today. Let us run out this with perseverance the race that is marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus the author and the perfecter of our faith. If you're running a race, where should your eyes be fixed on? Should be fixed on Jesus. Why? Because here's what here's a picture that I want you to fathom. Jesus is standing at the end of the line. And he's cheering you on from the end of the line. Hey, come on, come on, come on. You're doing well. Come on, don't give up now. Don't quit now. Come on. Keep running, keep running, keep running, keep running. And listen, if your eyes are fixed on Jesus, no matter, you know, how difficult your path looks like, no matter how many challenges and problems that keep pathing up on the way, 
I'm telling you, that will not be a discouragement or that will not tumble you down. And even though you might fall down once or twice, you will still be able to pick yourself up and you'll still be able to go forward. Why? Because your eyes is fixed on the author and the perfecter of it. He's standing at the end of the finish line. He's saying, listen, come on, you're doing a good job. You can come, you can come, you can come. But listen, here's the truth. When I'm running this race, and I'm looking back, oh man, they're almost about to catch up with me. Oh man, they're little ahead of me. And man, I'm looking here and I'm looking there. And I'm looking at Jesus who's standing at the end of the finish line and saying, listen, I'm waiting for you at the end of the line. This is something I've marked out for you. I want you to, you know, finish this. Don't worry about what's happening in their life or his life or her life. Come to me, you know, just keep running. I'm telling you. We will tumble and we'll fall down. And when we wake up, we'll be looking at, oh man, oh God, I've finished. You know, they've already got it in my head. The only way to finish, I mean, if you, how many of you have ever run a race? Okay. Now you know what it's like to run a race, don't you? You've got to keep your eyes fixed on the finish line. You've got to see, man, that, that's the finish line. I've got to reach there first. And you don't have time, you know, to look to the left and look to the right. Because if you do that, not only do you waste your time, but you destroy the chances of you coming across the finish line first. You know, Paul, he writes like this, you know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 to 26. You also must run in such a way that you will win. You also must run in such a way that you will win. All athletes practice strict self-control. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. Why do we run this race? To win what prize? To win an eternal prize. We are running this race. Each of us, you know, we are running in the race that God has marked out for us. Why? Because we are in line or we are looking at the eternal prize that He has set in store for us. And this is what is very key. Verse 26. So I run straight to the goal with purpose in every step. So I run to the goal with purpose in every step. So in other words, you know, here's what I want you to imagine. Imagine you're running your race. Okay. Imagine you're running the race and you're taking every step and every step and every step that you're taking has a purpose behind it. And why are you taking every step of the way? Because you're running towards the goal. You've seen the finish line. You know, you know what is there ahead of you. And that's why every step that you're taking, you're taking it with purpose and you're not running without purpose. And you don't have time to look to the back and look to the left or look to the right. You're running forward with one purpose in mind. Man, I've got to finish this race which God has uniquely called me to finish. And here's the truth. It's true. You know, sometimes, you know, when you're running your race, you will see others. You will see others who are, you know, running maybe a similar race as yours. And there's a tendency, you know, for you to look at them and to look at you, you know, what you're doing and look at them, you know, what they're doing. And there is a tendency, you know, if you're not careful or there's a temptation, if you're not careful to look at them and to compare yourself with what they're doing versus what you're doing. But here's the truth, you know, which I've learned. Every time you see someone who's running a similar race that is running with you, and if you think they're doing something better, listen, the humblest way or the safest place to be in is to humble yourself and look at them and say, man, there's something that they're doing that's good. Can I learn from what they're doing so that it will benefit my race? But I can't look at their finish line. 
I can't look at you know what God has called them to do and I can't say that man that's something that God has called them to do and I can't you know get on their race track and try to run along with them no I'm running in a unique different race but if there's stuff that I can learn from them that's something that I should learn to humble myself and pick up from them as well but I have been called on purpose to run the race which only I can run Here's a question you know as we close the series can we simply come to a place in our lives you name the area it's your studies it's your friendships it's your you know your your career i mean whatever it is that you know you think you find yourself constantly comparing yourself can you come into a place in that area of your life where your eyes are focused on the price and on the finish line because at the finish line Jesus Christ is waiting. You know, um I don't have the scripture up on screen but you know there's a there's a verse you know that says I'm waiting to hear these words. Well done, my good and faithful son. And the only way that you're going to hear that line is you've been truly faithful to what God has called you to do. Like I said at the beginning, you know the clinic that was opposite to me they weren't doing i mean the clinic that was opposite to me that they were doing really well all right and day after day you know i remember i used to constantly look at that clinic and i used to think man at least if one patient could come to my clinic man it would make such a difference right and none of those patients you know ever came to me and once in a blue moon i would have a patient and i would sit and i would you know do that patient up and things like that and and um, you know in our in our dental dentistry or dental clinics okay there's something there's a person that's called as a lab technician okay so there's work that we do in our clinic and we send it to the lab so the lab technician he visits every clinic that is there in that area so he would visit all the clinics and then he would come to my clinic you know if i have work or not to give to him and i would often you know not have work to give to him so he would sit down and he would just talk to me and you know often once in a while he would make the statement you know i think all the clinics are not doing well now you know i'm not getting many work these days i know inside of me i'd feel happy you know because i'm not doing well anyways okay and i have no work to give to you and it's good you know to hear that none of the clinics are doing really that well i mean yeah i mean you know i would tell him yeah that's just that's the same thing and day after day you know every evening i would come out because evening i told you the doctor would come in around 3 3:30 in the afternoon and i would just stand out and i would keep looking because i would not have patience and i remember you know every day when i used to pray about the clinic and i remember one day i sensed you know god was asking me this question all right danny what are you doing with the clinic that you have what are you doing with the clinic that you have and i remember you know sitting in the presence of god and i and i made out all the list of you know why you know things are not working out and why you know i don't have patients coming in and you know my clinic was on the inside okay so i felt you know man the reason why i don't have patients is because you know man people can't see my clinic because it's way on the inside and and man i need to find a better place and i made a list of reasons you know why the clinic was really not working out and you know i sensed you know god was not saying anything you know god was just keeping quiet and i sensed at the end of all of my complaining and all of the list of reasons you know why my clinic was not doing well he asked me the same question again but tanny what are you doing with the clinic that you have and that's when i realized man what am i doing 
what am i doing man i'm i've been i've been so you know caught up with what the other clinics are doing and i keep comparing myself you know with the other clinic that was right bank opposite my clinic and i realized man i need to stop doing that and and and, and i remember you know I, we started um, planning out you know these rural centers where we would go out you know whole free dental checkup camps and we went out into schools we went out into different places and uh, i'll not forget for the next 2 years we got so busy doing and holding dental camps at you know small small places that was there next 2 years all right and in the midst of i think 6 months or 8 months into us holding dental camps i came across another person who was really passionate about holding you know dental camps in rural areas okay and guess what he was a believer So he was like man doctor we have to do this and he would like you know pump me up and when i would like just finish a camp and i mean you know i'm like once just one dentist and one staff okay so we short of people he would come in like every two months and saying when are we doing the next camp i'm like we just finished one no no sir we have another place i spoke to the hm there and the school is ready they want you know all the students to this and i'm like okay fine you know let's go and and we would drag i would drag myself every two months for the next two years into dental camps It's not that you know my patient really my patient flow really increased or anything. I mean I remember <laughs> this is the funny part. I mean I remember you know out of 100 patients that we would see in a dental camp, you know we would tell everybody listen you got dental problems okay for further treatment you can come there we'll give you a massive discount just come. Out of every 100 patients I remember um after every dental camp the next day you know we would be sitting in the clinic I'm like hoping okay maybe I might see 5 maybe I might see 10 and I might get like one patient right through the whole week from the dental camp out of 100 patients that we have. Thing. what's the purpose and what's the point of doing all this i mean what's the, this thing but you know what had happened over the period of 2 years the clinic didn't really pick up because of the camps okay i'll promise you that but you know what god had done in those 2 years he had done a work inside of my heart because suddenly i realized hey man you know what it's been a long time since i stood outside my waiting area and figuring out you know what's happening in the clinic that is bank opposite me I had absolutely stopped looking at the clinic that was just bank opposite me. Why? Because I had gotten busy with what God had given to me. I had gotten busy and focused on what God had given into my hands that I had no time to look outside what was happening. Or can I put it this way? I had no time to look to the other lane to see how that person cut the long story short this two days back i was at it again but guess what okay um the 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 road you know that's bank opposite i mean the road you know that separated my clinic from that clinic okay they're going in for road expansion they're making it a four lane now it was a single lane earlier and um that building is demolished Okay, the building is demolished, and I remember, you know, this two days back, and I'm standing, and my staff was sitting there. She's been with me right, you know, last 15 years, and I'm telling her, man, you know, I used to do this every day, you know, when we started the clinic. I would just stand outside and look. Man, now the building is only not there. You know what? You know, I mean, I'm not trying to say anything. I mean, of course, the clinic is, you know, shifted to another place. I mean, I don't know whether they're doing well or not. I have no idea because. I'm too busy you know to even look you know at that side there okay I mean I can't look anymore because it's not there anymore but anyways 
here's what I realized, you know, when Wokao was telling me. Yes. If you're key in and if you're focused on what I have called you to do, you will run the race. And not only will you find yourself, you know, fulfilling yourself and, you know, reaching the finish line, but you will garner much more than what I wanted you to garner. You will gather much more than what I wanted you to gather. As we close the series, I want you to ask yourself this question. We've looked at, you know, why we compare. We looked at the dangers of comparison. We've looked at, you know, how do you come out of comparison? And I'm telling you, listen, there's one issue if you should settle with inside of your heart. What are you focused on? Are you focused on the call that God has on your life? Or are you focused on what you don't have and what the others have and how well they're doing? And I promise you, listen, God does not want you to do that. God wants you to focus on the race that has been marked out for you. Can we close our eyes and look to the Lord in prayer? With every eye closed, I want to take this time, you know, at the end of this series to pray very specifically. If you think you're struggling in the area of comparison, if you think, you know, this is me, this is who I am, and I just can't stop playing this game of comparison. It's with my friends, it's with my siblings, it's with my parents, it's, you know, with whoever it is. You know those people. But you want to break free from that game. You want to stop playing this game of comparison. I want to pray for you right now. Whether you're online, whoever's joining us online, if it is you, you know, you want us to pray and you want to break free from this, we're going to pray right now that God would break you free from playing the game of comparison. You don't have to be bound by it. You know, Paul says, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. And you are a conqueror. You don't have to be staying bound, you know, and staying trapped, playing this game of comparison over and over and over again. God has marked a race out for you. And he's standing at the finish line and he's saying, listen, if you should fix your eyes on anything, if you cannot fix your eyes on the eternal prize, fix your eyes on me because I'm standing right there. The fastest way to kill any sense of contentment about the things that God has given to you is to compare yourself. And we need to stop playing this game of comparison. God has called us to a unique course. God has called us to a unique race. And He wants only us to run this race. And He wants us not to fall down, but He wants us to finish what He has started inside of us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Can we all just stand up in our places right now as we look to the Lord in prayer? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. And I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands up or nothing like that. This is between you and God. But we're going to pray. And we're going to pray and break the stronghold of comparison in our lives. And if that's you, I want you to pray and believe that God is going to set you free from playing this game of comparison even right now. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we just want to thank you, Lord, once again for giving us this time and opportunity to be in your presence, Lord. I want to bring forth, Lord, Father, Lord, every person right now who's listening, Lord, whether they're offline or whether they're online, Lord, Father. I pray and I surrender them into your hands, Lord. Lord, you know who they are, Lord. And Lord, especially the ones, Lord, Father, Lord, who's saying, I want to break free from playing this game of comparison. I want to stop playing this game of comparison, Lord. I pray even right now for every person who's looking to you right now, Lord. I pray, Lord, Father, Lord, Lord, we know that your holy presence is there in our midst, Lord. We know that you're here right now with us, Lord, Father. And I pray, Lord, Father, Lord, Lord, with every authority that you've given to us as a church, Lord, based on the word that you've given to us, Lord, Father. Father, we want to break every every bondage of comparison right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, we realize this is a spiritual issue, Lord Father. It is not just a regular issue, Lord Father. We know that the forces of the enemy are at work behind this, Lord Father. Lord, the enemy wants us to be distracted, Lord. The enemy wants us to keep looking here and there, Lord Father. But Lord, you have called us on purpose. You have called us for a very specific calling in our lives, Lord. And you have set out a race that is individually marked for only us, Lord Father. And Lord, I pray for every person right now, Lord Father. I pray, Lord, against every spirit of distraction in the name of Jesus, Lord Father. Lord, every time they're tempted to look into the other lanes, Lord Father. Every time they're tempted to look into each other's lives, Lord Father. I pray, Lord Father, Lord, that you would help them to recenter and to refocus and to realign themselves, Lord Father, on the calling that you have for them, Lord Father. And Lord, not to look at themselves and compare and come into a place where they feel super superior or inferior but Lord humbly they will just look at them and they would appreciate what is happening in their life but Lord they would come back and they would refocus Lord Father on the calling that you have on their lives Lord I pray for every single individual Lord Father Lord who is crying out to you from the bottom of their hearts this morning Lord I pray Lord Father Lord that you would set them free Lord Father your word says Lord that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free and as we have listened to your truth over the last four weeks Lord Father we believe that the truth is going to set free every person who is struggling in the area of comparison in the name of Jesus Lord we thank you Father we believe by faith that you have done this right now in the name of Jesus Lord we walk by faith Lord even though we cannot see Lord Father we believe by faith that you have broken us Lord Father Lord and helped us to come out of this game right now in the name of Jesus Lord we thank you Lord as we walk out from this place Lord we shall walk Lord Father Lord as children of the most high God Lord Father we shall walk Lord Father Lord deeming ourselves worthy because Lord we are your children Lord Father Lord we are your children Lord Father just like your word says Lord Father Lord nothing can separate us from the love of God Lord Father in Jesus Christ we believe by faith Lord our worth our self-worth does not come from what we do but our self-worth comes from you Lord Jesus of who you have called us to be and Father I pray Lord Father Lord as we walk out from today Lord Father we shall Lord Father Lord look to ourselves as the children of the most living God Lord oh we thank you once again Father we surrender each of us into your hands Lord take complete control Lord as we move from this place we pray that your presence would go before us Lord Father fight every battle that the enemy is bringing into our minds and into our hearts Lord and help us to live our life Lord Father that is called on purpose by you Lord we thank you Lord Father we surrender everything into your hands in Jesus most mighty and precious name we pray Amen receive the benediction may the love of God our Father the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each and every one of us now and forevermore Amen Amen that really spoke to me 
and I pray that it spoke to you as well. I want you to remember this. It doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at. Our heavenly Father is always with you. I want to say this: if you need prayer or you want to reach out to us, send us an email or DM us on Instagram. You know, let us know if we can serve you in any way. Just a reminder: don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again. And I'm really hoping to see you next week.